Welcome to the Aging Gracefully podcast. I'm Mary Thompson. And I'm Janae Anderson. Join us as we explore the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Hi, it's Janae. Unfortunately, Mary is not with us today, but fortunately, we have a guest. I would like to introduce Dr. Anne, Anthea, but Anne for short, Fenwick. Anne has been a personal trainer for 30 years. Health, fitness, and wellness are a real passion for her. She has a master's degree in exercise physiology and a PhD in holistic nutrition. She has busted her butt in this field, and we're so excited to have her because she is a CEO and co-founder of a company called Achieving Fitness After 50. Welcome, Anne. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me here. It's, a very, it's an honor. Oh, it's so good to have you. So, Achieving Fitness After 50, obviously we're all about that. And what made you pursue that in particular? Uh, once I reached 50, I realized that there was a need to help people over 50. I found that a lot of people in this industry are 18, 20, maybe 30 years old at the max. And they just didn't have the expertise to work with people that are in the over 50 age group. And we have specific needs. And they just weren't getting addressed. And I felt that with a lot of the baby boomers, that there's the need and the people want to live longer, live stronger, and be healthier. And they want the expertise. They want somebody who's been there and who has the education so that way they can get healthy and live longer and not be injured. So I thought, okay. My husband and I decide we're going to start this and see if we can make a difference and change people's lives. You know, that's really true because one of the places I teach yoga is at a gym and I walk through there and it's all the young personal trainers there. And, you know, I wouldn't want to go to a personal trainer who's that age at the age I am because they don't know what we are facing. So when you mention that there are special issues, special things going on for us, can you tell us about a few of those? Well, as we get older, a lot of times we have maybe certain pre-existing conditions. We may have certain injuries, and a lot of people don't have the expertise. Say we um, have knee problems, a lot of people have back problems. In fact, 80% of Americans have lower back problems. And how to address those limitations and injuries, and also as we or over 50, we have different hormonal issues, and that can affect how we train, and it can affect our results. So we need to be aware of the injuries, the pre-existing conditions hormonally, and then also women and men would be trained differently. As a woman over 50, I don't want to be trained by an 18-year-old football player that's going to have me doing, you know, 400-pound squats because that's what he does. He's going to train me how he knows and how he trains himself, and I want somebody who can understand me, who can relate to what I'm going through, especially as a woman, especially somebody over 50, and it can understand there's a lot of other concerns that need to be addressed. I would agree completely. And of course, one of the main things that comes up for us women once we hit this middle area is weight gain. Yeah, and so you can't see Anne, but she's, she's showing a stomach getting bigger and bigger, which is very true. You know, and so it's a big concern for a lot of us. What do you have to say about that? 
Well, the thing is, as we do get older, there's a shift, and there's a shift in body composition. And again, a lot has to do hormonally, and you see a lot of the weight in the abdominal area. And unfortunately, as Americans, we're fatter now than we've ever been, and there's so much obesity. But with that shift in weight, you see a higher risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and a lot of cancers. But a lot of people aren't aware of that until something happens. So we really need to address that abdominal weight and especially where that weight is intra-abdominal. So there's a lot of things that we can do. But again, lack of activity, hormonal changes, lack of a proper healthy diet can cause these shifts. And that again happens as you get older and things do slow down and your metabolism gets slower, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be these large changes and big shifts, especially in the abdominal area that we see. We, we just have to be aware of it. We have to be a little bit more, uh, more aware of our exercise and our nutrition to be able to minimize the weight gain in the abdominal. Because if we have it there, it's definitely going to push up our risks. Like I said, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, big times is what we see with that weight. So we really need to be aware of it and how can we minimize it. And you can minimize it. You just need the right tools and the motivation to want to change. So how do you keep your clients motivated? Good point. That's the trick. And a lot of times you can't motivate somebody. You have to, they have to be motivated themselves and you have to figure out how did they become motivated. So I try to educate them. I try to explain these are the risk factors. This is what happens if your blood pressure is high. This is what happens if you eat fast food. I have one client that eats McDonald's. And I'm trying to explain what happens if you eat McDonald's and what happens to your body. So I try to educate them and I, I'm so passionate about it. I mean, I love what I do. That's why I've spent all these years learning more and I keep learning more. There's so much. It's always changing. And I think hopefully with my passion and trying to educate them that I can they can figure out what motivates them to want to do it. Because everybody has something different. Just because you tell them they could die, you know, in 10 years. A lot of times it doesn't work. They're either immediately they have cancer, then all of a sudden they change. Maybe they have a wedding. A lot of times they have a, a specific goal, you know, six months or a year, but you try to find these intrinsic goals and just feeling better about your life and having more energy. And especially for women, I have a lot of women over 50 go, I, I feel invisible. You know, I go to the store and, and they'll help all the young people and not help me. And I found for women, if you exercise, you feel good about yourself, you're not invisible. And if you're, yeah, if you're strong, you're not invisible. People see you. So to try to find people or try to help people to intrinsically be motivated and figure out their why. Because I have my whys, but everybody's different. And it's tough. It's you have to listen to people. You have to hear them talk and you have to read between the lines. You have to try to figure out what are they really saying and where's their pain and what can I guide them to so they can figure out what is their motivating factor so that they'll want to continue? Because if you don't have the motivation, there's no point. I can educate you for years and explain everything. But if you're not motivated and you don't want to do it, it's not going to make a difference. And it's very true that motivation cannot be thrust upon a person. It has to come from within. You know, I went to a reunion recently, and I'm 58, so it was a 30-year reunion. look amazing. Okay, oh, by the way, just I would never have thought. <laughs> that was very kind. No, you do. You. I mean, your hair is fabulous. You have great shape. Usually, you know. Oh, I love this woman already. <laughs> you know, they got the short hair, and they're like 
100 pounds overweight. Well, that was my point. I looked around at everybody the same age as me, and there were such differences. There was the woman who looked 75, you know, and and the main difference, as far as I could tell, was who was being active, who kept exercising. Absolutely. A great point is my husband and I went on a trip, and before we were, it was a cruise, and we were waiting to get on the ship. So we watched all these people because we like to observe. And we noticed these people were kind of walked over and they were hunched and they could barely move. And we said, oh, yeah, that's a senior. That's a senior. And we realized, okay, it's mostly older people just because how they move. They didn't have good mobility. They didn't have good balance. And then we saw one person who had this spring in their step and they were standing straight. And we thought, oh, my gosh, that guy must be 30 or 40. When we got up close, he was still 70 years old. So it made a big difference in seeing how people move and how they walk it really ages you being you know exercising and moving well and eating proper nutrition is a huge difference in how you age and again the diseases that can happen as we get older if we don't do something about it but so true and beyond those diseases as you say it's the day-to-day how I feel inside my skin Um, I I used to have this yoga teacher who was 77. She was beautiful. And the way she moved with such grace and ease and flexibility, and she used to tell this story. Her hair was um, kind of white blonde, long and beautiful. And she was standing in line at a supermarket. And there were uh, some young men, a few people behind her, and they started catcalling her because they could only see the back of her, and she's beautiful from from the back. So they're catcalling and trying to get her attention, and she turns around, and she's got a 77-year-old face, and she smiles at them, and they're just like, (laughs) so, you know, I don't really care about getting older, but I care about how I feel in my skin. And Absolutely. At this age, yeah, that's one of the things that keeps me going back to yoga every day because when I start my practice, I'm feeling 58. And when I finish my practice, I'm feeling about 35. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true. You had, on your website, you said that we need to understand that the lifestyle we have now will determine our health in 10 to 15 years. So true. It, what you do now is going to make a difference, say, 10 years from now. So if you sit there and go, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of be lazy and sit on the couch and I really don't want to move and I'm not going to worry about my nutrition. I'm going to eat more processed food. 10 years from now, you're not going to be able to move. You're going to have a lot more arthritis. You're going to have maybe a lot more back injuries. You're not going to want, maybe you're going to sell your house that had stairs and get a one level because you can't get up and down the stairs. Then all of a sudden your clothes are going to get too tight and you're going to buy the waistband and end up wearing the waistband so you don't have that that marker. Um, So what you do now makes a huge difference 10 years from now and 20 years from now. So even though we think, well, you know, it's in the future, I'm not going to worry about it. You need to. You need to each day think, okay, I'm going to be proactive and not reactive and do things that maybe I um, should do that will make a difference in the long run. So an example I use is brushing your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to brush them twice a day and I don't want to floss. But in 10 years, I do want my teeth, and I want them to look good because I love to smile. 
So I may not want to brush every day and floss twice a day, but I do because I know in the long run it's going to make a difference. So same thing. I get up in the morning and I go for a hike because, you know, I live up here in beautiful Nevada City and I feel so much better. I may not want to go to the gym or, you know, lift some weights, but I know that it's good for my bones and I want them to stay strong because my mom has severe osteo because she didn't take care of herself and didn't listen to me. Go figure. <laughs> And, you know, and I know that maybe I don't want to have that salad, but, you know, I do want the vegetables and I do want the fruit because I feel so much better. Maybe, you know, we'll go out with, you know, and have, you know, a burger once in a while and it makes a difference. So even though there's certain things that maybe I'm, I don't feel like doing, I still do them because one, I feel much better. And I know in the long run, that's what's going to make a difference. Just like, like our that. teeth. Yeah, just like our teeth. And I like that because... It's self-care, but it's not only present-day self-care, it's future yeah. self-care. Yeah. And I just don't think in this country we think we're we're so short-term. You know, we, we're immediate gratification. Drive in, food now. You know, get on my phone, look at the internet, get the answer, Google it. We're in this country, we don't look at the long-term and what are the effects in the long-term. And I'm not going to go into any examples because we're talking <laughs> about health and fitness. But we need to look in the long term. Like I teach at the college and the kids want their degree now. And it's like, no, nah, it's four years. You have to look in the long term long to get some of these results. So like with exercise, I can't just tomorrow think I'm going to do a headstand or a handstand in yoga. It's going to take a while to work up to it. But you have to enjoy the process. You just have to each day be grateful and be grateful that we're alive, that we can see, that we can move, that we're blessed instead of not worrying about anything. So I am one of those people, just of course, uh, as an example, who hasn't exercised in a long time. And here I am in my 50s. I'm feeling frumpy and dumpy and my energy's low. How do I start? Good, good question. It's hard because a lot of people just don't know where to begin. St take small steps. The first thing is to say, okay, I'm going to make maybe one change a week and see how you feel and then maybe each week add a step so for example with nutrition say maybe I'm just gonna add an apple a day and then I maybe I'll have um, you know a, a, a salad maybe once a week you know add a little bit more vegetables and same thing with exercise say okay you've got if you can have no injuries put your shoes on and go out for a walk and say I'm just gonna walk five minutes and then maybe the next week walk 10, then the next week walk 20. And then when you get to a half an hour, go, you know, maybe I'll do a couple exercises and I'll just do them at home. So maybe I'll lay on my mat, you know, in front of the, you know, radio or something, turn on some music and just do a thing called a bridge where you lay on your back and you lift your hips up and maybe do that 20 times. If you can take small steps and be successful, then that success is what goes, yes, I can do the next step. And, um, and then once you're ready, you say, okay, maybe I am ready to take the next step. And also you could say, find a professional. Go to somebody you know who knows what they're talking about and have them help you. It's worth it. Even if you have somebody just help you for setting up a program or getting started, getting that kickstart and that motivation. That may be something to get going or take a class. But find somebody maybe that can help guide you that will, again, take you through that journey. Because a lot of times it is hard on your own. But when you have somebody there who has the expertise, it'll make it a lot easier. And if you say, well, I can't afford it, maybe you could get a book. Get a great self-help book to start from the library. And a lot of times 
again, it's priorities. You think you can't afford it, but a lot of times if you can get a latte, you know, at Starbucks every day, you know, if you've got cable TV for $100 a month, you've got your cell phone service, there's a lot of things, so it's a priority. Is your health a priority? You know, if you're hired an expertise, for example, you know, once a week, okay, there's 65 an hour. That's not much to put towards your health and your fitness and your well-being. So maybe figure, okay, what's my priority? If you have the means, get an expert, get a book, start with a walk, um, and then you can take steps from there and maybe progress into more. Because once you feel better, then you'll be more motivated maybe to do a little bit more. If you have injuries and that's what's holding you back, or maybe you have to lose 100 pounds, then by all means, get an expert. Have somebody who has experience with that and check their credentials and make sure, talk to who they've worked with. And do you like them? Do you mesh with them? Don't work with somebody if you don't connect. And then hire that person to help you, especially if you have high risk. Like I work with people right now that have ALS, that have Parkinson's, that have MS. So I get a lot of high risk. So if you do have injuries or like people that had knee replacements, hip replacements, get that expert. But if you don't have any injuries, you're just kind of sitting there and you're not doing much, you know, you got to figure out what you love and hopefully you'll be more consistent. So try a yoga class, try a Zumba class, go to the pool. Maybe, you know, there's so many different ways to maybe incorporate exercise into your activity. And be selective about the class you choose. Thank I you. have I have a friend my age who tried yoga, but she ended up in some horrid, you know, vinyasa class and she yeah. said it was she there was no way she could keep up. So yeah. find a yoga for seniors class or a gentle yoga class. Love, like restorative. Yes. Love. And the thing is don't settle if you take something, a class, or you hire somebody and you don't like it, stop. Find somebody else. Go to another yoga class. I mean, keep searching till you find that right person that you go, wow, I connect. They're, they're talking my language and they, you know, that way you get the passion and you'll stay with it. Don't just settle. If you don't like the doctor, go to another doctor. You don't like the dentist, don't go just because you don't, you know, they don't have a good bedside manner. Some of them don't, unless they're the expert in the whole country. Keep looking because there's always somebody that you'll work well with. Yeah, you want to find Don't that. Settle. Right. You want to find that relationship that yeah. fosters you and supports you in your goals. And you may not even know what your goals are now. Maybe they're just to feel a little better. You know, what I find, because I, I, I'm already in this deep, entrenched habit of exercising regularly, but there have been small phases in my life where I've fallen out of that. And I've. <laughs> no. I'm looking at her going, oh my God, really? You look amazing. Must anyway, have been a little phase. It was. But during the little phase, what I find is that it takes a heap of effort to get it going. Once it's going, you're sailing along on momentum. But it's it's that initial effort. And so I love what you say about get support. Get a trainer who you can really work with or get a class that really speaks to your soul. Yeah, find a tribe or a community, somebody that a group of people or a person that supports you and believes in you because that's what's going to really make a difference and help you to be successful. Because you can be successful no matter what. You're 300 pounds You've got a lower back injury. You've got, you know, two knee replacements. That's, that's no excuse. It's amazing the things that you can do. There's always ways to help you to figure it out 
and work around whatever limitations or goals or whatever you've had self-imposed to help you become healthier or feel better or be successful for you. That's inspiring. Now, what happens, what is happening to us as we hit our 50s and our 60s? Like what's happening to us on the muscular level and the bones? And I mean, what what's going on? Well, physiologically, our metabolism does slow down and there's not much we can, it's like 10% a decade, but, and we lose muscle mass, we lose bone density, our hormones is a major contributor. So as we, especially for women and men, our estrogen, our progesterone goes down and depending if you've had surgery, you may not have hysterectomy, you may not have zero production. But for those that go through natural menopause, there still is some estrogen production they found in the fat cells within the abdominal area. So that's why we do get that shift in the abdominal. And there's also the still a little bit of testosterone production in men. But because of the lessening of the hormones, again, that slow, that we lose muscle mass, we lose neurological adaptations. But the, the, the caveat is, is that we don't have to have that much of a loss. If we're inactive is what I find. As we get older, the kids, you know, you're busy, you're taking them here, you're taking them there, or you have grandkids and you're doing a lot less. Maybe you're not working as much, you're not moving as much. So a lot of these changes can be minimized if we exercise, we can get the blood flowing, we can keep that muscle mass, we don't have to lose, the metabolism doesn't have to drop that much. If we exercise, we can keep that bone density up. If we exercise, we can keep the neurological, the coordination, the balance. And then we also get that blood flow to the brain. If we couple that with healthy nutrition, you know, fresh food, fresh produce, clean eating, that'll make a difference in the brain and the regeneration if we sleep well because a lot of times as we get older we don't sleep and again a lot of that has to do with hormonal or stressed or kids or um and we have good personal relationships that'll make a difference and decrease in our body but we can minimize that with exercise so we don't have to have the huge weight gain we don't have to have that much of a loss of muscle but we have to do something about it if we just Say, okay, I didn't have to do anything in 18, I was strong and I was agile, but as you get 50, you have to do something, otherwise you're going to atrophy and lose the muscle, lose the coordination, lose the balance, and put on a lot of weight. You, your body can't store fitness. And if you were fit at 18, I have people go, well, I was an athlete at 18. <laughs> Okay. You're 50 now. Wouldn't it be nice though? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, with the body aging, you, you can m- minimize the aging process by exercise and healthy nutrition. And believe me, I know, and you can see it in people that you know do the yoga, that do stretching, that do the weight training, that do the Zumba dance. It's amazing the difference that in nutrition on the aging process, you can definitely minimize it. There'll be a little bit of a shift, but if you take a healthy 80-year-old who exercises and eats well and you do a you know, biopsy and you can look at their muscle and compare it to a 20-year-old, it can be the same as an inactive 20-year-old as an active 80 year old. So it's just a matter of you still need to keep moving and doing things to minimize that. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be, you know, definitely things, you know, with the eyes and hair, but yeah, who cares about the, you know, the hair turns gray, that's okay. The vision a little bit, you just eat well, and if you need glasses, you know, so be it. So absolutely, We're, there's gonna be that shift, but you just have to be aware of it and try to minimize it. Great. You have mentioned nutrition many times, and of course, that's a huge part of everything. What is your opinion about supplements? 
one, just watch because they did deregulate supplements back in 1994. So right now, we could make supplements in the garage and we could call it Gen Ann and we could market it and nobody and we could put whatever in there and there's no way to know unless we get complaints. So unless somebody complains about a certain supplement, unless they get numerous complaints, there's really no way to know what is in the supplement. So just be careful which ones you buy. There's ones that are certified organic certification that you can check so at least you know what's in there. But as we get older, ideally you do look at like calcium you know, depending, a lot of times, a lot of us aren't eating dairy, which I don't eat much dairy, but I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. So calcium is always a good one. Omega-3s, a lot of times if you don't get enough fish, because again, we're kind of careful what's in the fish right now. Um, Omega-3s, again, are a great supplement that, like I take omega-3s. And again, you have to look like B12. As you get older, your body doesn't digest as well. And there's an intrinsic factor that helps break down the B12. So if you feel like your energy is low, a lot of times they found that where you can have your blood tested with your doctor and find out that you're like low in B12. So a lot of times that will help with your energy levels. So best thing is, again, go to your doctor, have them check and do a blood panel. And you can kind of get an idea if there's certain areas. Like I know I was low in D. So now I'm taking a D3 supplement. And again, you can see which what your doctor does. I actually go to a naturopath and I love her. She, so um, I, again, a lot of people don't agree with supplements, but I think you need to see as you get older, certain areas you're lacking. And I know for me, again, I was low in iron. There were certain areas that I just wasn't getting enough through proper nutrition and the supplements did make a difference. Just again, talk with your doctor, find out what is best for you and see what you need and make sure you check on a good source of supplements. Yeah, it's quite amazing. I mean, I I too have had the experience of being really low in D, and and upon having that discovered and supplementing, whoa! It's like my my energy did a major hundred and eighty, and all of a sudden I was like ready to go again. Yeah, so you'll see that in a lot of like I said, people as we get over fifty, a lot of very low D. A lot of low Bs, B12, again, check with iron. Um, again, calcium a lot of times just because as women we need to make sure our bones are strong. But again, you can get a thorough blood panel. The regular doctor, a lot of times you have to ask them for the extra blood panel so you can check all your levels, not just, you know, what's my cholesterol. And that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what have you noticed in your own levels of fitness and health as you've gotten older? Not too much. I, I mean, I've noticed I have to work on my flexibility more. I have to be consistent, I guess. I've noticed that, you know, before I was, I felt like I didn't have to stretch that much, but I noticed I have to really be consistent with my mobility, with stretching a lot. That is a big difference as I get older. I really have to be consistent. Um, I noticed that on my stamina, um, I just have to work on it in order to keep my stamina up and to be able to, if I want to ski all day, I need to work on keeping my stamina, working on my cardiovascular. And same thing, you know, with strength. I noticed, um, you know, I used to be able to just lift heavy and now I still can, but I have to consistently work on it and I have to make sure, again, my nutrition supplements my exercise. So I notice, again, as we get older, a lot of times we won't eat any protein. So I make sure that as to keep that lean muscle, because that's critically important is you have to keep that lean muscle because that lean muscle to fat ratio keeps the body healthy, helps support the immune system, keeps your bones strong, keeps your metabolism high. I need to make sure I get enough protein. So um, 
I just know I have to kind of watch my nutrition. I have to be really tight on it, make sure I'm aware that I'm getting the right things. And I have to be more balanced with my exercise. I have to just not do cardio. I have to make sure I do my strength training so I stay strong, so my bones stay really strong. And I have to make sure I'm religious and consistent with my mobility. Absolutely, because a lot of times I, I just you get stiffer as you get older. And that, again, is just part of the aging process. So to really minimize that, which you can, you just have to be consistent. But it's a balance. So I notice I just need to be more balanced with everything, not just pick one or the other. Because you can get away with it at 18, and that's mm -hmm. ah, okay, or at 20 or at 30. But as you get older, you, things start to kind of ache, and I won't recover as well. So in order to feel good each day, I need to, again, keep it balanced. And that's, again, food and exercise. Keep it balanced. Sounds yeah. like a perfect way to finish off here. And thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I, again, I'm honored. I'm, I'm grateful that you would love to have me come and speak, and I, I appreciate it so much. And I just hope I can help people, and again, make a difference in their lives, because I, I love it, and that's, that's my passion, is helping other people become the best they can be. But thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. It's Dr. Ann and Janae.